tired of the everyday grind? Want to get away from it all? Descent into paradise. Florida. Greetings, everybody, from sunny Florida. Here's wishing you the best of everything. And it's my personal belief that the best of everything comes from right down here. Well, hello, everybody. This is Steph from JustTodayInParadise.com, and welcome to episode one of Just a Podcast in Paradise, the show where we introduce you to our favorite local spots in the Sunshine State. We're going to also offer up some old Florida history lessons, tips and tricks for vacationers, and ultimately help you plan for your very own day or days in paradise. With all there is to see, do, and experience, we truly believe that Florida is a vacationer's wonderland. Whether you're traveling as a couple, a family, or taking a trip with friends, we've got your back. Each week we'll be choosing a spot on the map and we'll go in-depth on what you can expect from that particular destination and how to maximize your time while you're there. I will also be inviting on members of our Day in Paradise crew, or our DIP crew as we've come to call them, to join us as we take a virtual tour of all the best places. Also guys, it wouldn't be paradise without a little snack or a cold beverage to watch it down with, so every episode we will whip up something special for you guys and provide the links to the recipes in our show notes so you can pull up a chair and enjoy them with us at home. Remember, if you're listening to us in the car, do not drink and drive. There will be plenty of time to party once you're at your destination. So for today's beverage, in light of everything that's happening around the state and of course around the world, we went with an ice cold Corona. We highly recommend squeezing a lime wedge in there if you've got one. So kick your feet up, throw on your shades, and let's take a trip to paradise. Okay, this week our sponsor is our friends over at Batu Site. They offer the full face snorkel mask. This is a really comfortable mask that you can wear while you're snorkeling. You get a 180 degree panoramic view that increases your view of all the fishes that are around you. We love these masks way better than a traditional snorkel mask because you can breathe naturally. You don't have to focus on your breathing. You can just enjoy the water. If you check them out on Amazon, they're going to give you a complimentary beach blanket. Let them know that we sent you and have an awesome time out in the water with our friends at Batusite. Okay, so today we have on our most infamous dip crew members, Garrett and Megan, or the stash and the twerker, as they're known to our friends on social media. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up, Steph? Just getting ready to open this Corona. Are you, do you guys, so, okay, so just a little context here. Uh, We've been waiting to do this podcast for quite a long time, uh, and we were hoping to do it face-to-face, but we are practicing social distancing. Yeah, it's a little difficult at this time, Steph. You know, we are uh, just in bed, essentially, right now, um, trying to wait all this stuff out. Uh, I have my Corona hard seltzer. Nice. uh, Blackberry lime. Uh, Very refreshing. And then this is the last one of the box. So uh, That's so sad. I thought we were starting this podcast last week, so I got a whole box, and now it's all gone. So, yeah. That's all right. That means you've done a lot of show prep. I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. That's all I've been doing. So I'm going to go ahead and open mine up so I can catch up to you guys. All right. No, that's fine. It's good. You can just get ahead of me. There we go. I opened it. So I thought it would be cool, guys, if everyone could get a chance to know you a little bit better. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves to everybody? I was thinking maybe you could share a little bit about yourself and where you wish you could be in Florida since everything's been shut down for like three weeks now and you guys have been stuck inside. So I don't know who wants to start. I would love to hear uh, Megan's take first. Great. Thanks, Garrett. My name is Megan. I am a Floridian, which is not very common. I am 25 years old, and I wish I was in Jimmy Springs, Florida. Never even been there, and I wish I was there. I've been seeing it on TikTok all the time. It's like a super clear wonderland of water with fish everywhere, and it looks like a dream. It looks like something from a fantasy land. If you haven't been to Jennings Springs, definitely check it out. That's the thing. Being stuck inside, it's like all we have to do is fantasize about where else we could be. So I totally get that. And then you said you were a Floridian, but do you mean that you were born and raised in Florida? 
That's correct. Born and raised in Florida. Wow, that's weird. Get it. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing, Megan. All right, Garrett, you're up. Yeah, well, I'm Garrett, or the stash, as what Steph calls me. Uh, I am also a born and raised Floridian. I am the third generation to be born and raised in my hometown of Fort Myers, Florida. I'm 24 years old. Um, right now, practicing some social distancing, but I would really enjoy being in Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. Last time we went, I did not get to build a lightsaber. I did not get to get on Rise of the Resistance. That's something that I've been wanting to do since I heard about it and still still the dream at this point. I did get to uh, you know, go through the wand ceremony at Universal Studios a few months ago, and I've heard the lightsaber uh, experience just building it is just even a bigger step up from that. So Super excited to do that, but, you know, stuck at home right now. Really excited for them to open it back up. Yeah, same. And I've heard a lot about the lightsaber experience, too. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Always have been. Uh, but they really lost me at the, like, $200 price tag for the lightsabers. Yeah. Um, no price tag on happiness stuff. I'm, I'm buying <laughs> one. And I'm probably going to buy one for Megan, too. Can we just all go in on one lightsaber? Well, we have to fight. How do we fight with one lightsaber? That's a really good point. Maybe I could use the force and you could use the lightsaber. Well, I mean, I could use both and just yeah. end I didn't the fight. consider that. Yeah, exactly. I've also been <laughs> thinking about people who reserve the lightsaber experience during Corona. Wow. They lost that chance. They booked it months in advance and that's it. I, I don't know what they're doing for that. I, I've taken a look at you know the emails that Disney has sent us over the past few weeks about what they're doing for this whole situation. And there's not much about what people have booked or anything. There's not really any, uh, any vocabulary on that yet that, or that I've seen so far. So they're kind of out of luck at this point almost. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't seen anything about like those add on experiences yet. I know there's uh, a lot about resort bookings and we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, today, but yeah, I think some of that will probably be to come. Unfortunately, I would imagine some of that stuff's just going to be gone. It, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I remember we were we were there a few months ago, and there was a line out the door of uh, the cantina of Olga's cantina, and that was just for people with reservations. So, right. like, it was a line for just people to buy a drink. <laughs> it, no, it was a line, a line of reservations to get in. So you had to get in line wow. after your reservation was already cre like, created months in advance. So that's crazy. You no, know, there's they just kind of out of luck at that point. Yeah. Too bad. RIP experience reservations. All right. So today we are going to be perfect segue, Megan. Thank you so much. We are going to be focusing on Orlando and getting everybody up to date on some of these theme park closures. Uh, so kind of going over the timeline of how this all happened, because it feels like in hindsight that it's starting to become a little normal that everything's closed, but everything kind of happened abruptly. So uh, back on January 24th is when Disney actually closed Shanghai Disneyland and everything sort of spiraled incrementally from there. In March uh, 11th, Disney announced that, you know, at that press conference that they weren't going to be closing. And then next day, March 12th, they backpedaled and were like, just kidding, we're going to be closing Disneyland. Uh, and then Disney followed suit pretty close, uh, pretty close after that and uh, closed at the end of business on March 15th. And then March 17th, Disney Springs closed. And then uh, March 20th, all of Disney World hotels, everything, Disney Springs, uh, all the parks were closed. So you guys have been Floridians your entire life, weirdos. Uh, but, you know, for me, we... I used to travel to Disney World as a kid and, you know, kind of thinking back on how how Disney is, you know, Disney doesn't close. Disney stays open for everything. Like there's a couple, like a handful of times that maybe we closed down the parks for a hurricane. Uh, but I've got some, I got some facts for you guys. So 9-11-2001, Disney closed for one day. And then, yeah, so I think they closed, they assessed that it was, you know, just sort of an isolated incident, reopened back up tastefully, 
uh, with their cast members, making sure everyone was safe. And then in 2004, we had back-to-back hurricanes pass through. Uh, Disney World closed for that. Uh, But the one thing that has never closed in all that time is the Disney Resort. So even if the parks were closed, people that had reservations or that were staying there, you know, Disney World is uh, built pretty solid. So it's probably one of the safest places you could be during a hurricane uh, is one of their resort rooms. So in all that time, they've never closed. So for me, once Disney World closed, which is kind of silly, that's when all this stuff felt real for me. So I don't know about you guys, like when you found out that Disney was actually closing down, how did that feel yeah you know it it definitely was a big shock because i mean you're from florida you know disney doesn't close you you know those theme parks try not to close as much as possible um it was a big shock like i was somebody that was not necessarily skeptical on it but was more like oh how bad is this and seeing that actually happen it was it was pretty insane um but i mean it's 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 a corporation closing one of their you know biggest cash cash grabs the the amount of money they get just from one day at disney is is unbelievable just from one park even so seeing a company understand that they need to close this park down to help with the social distancing is pretty incredible um and now seeing that pretty much every other theme park in the world is doing the same exact thing um it seems like most of the theme parks were, you know, waiting to see what Disney did, and they started doing it after. Uh, Universal closed uh, the same day that Walt Disney World closed, so um, a lot of those a lot of those companies were kind of seeing what Disney World was going to do. Selfishly, I just thought about what this meant for me as a pass holder, because I True. want my full year. Yes, Megan's k- killing it with the segues. We're going to talk about a little bit of what. Uh, Disney has announced that they're going to do for pass holders because yeah, pass holder life for us, this is the first annual pass that we've bought in, well, since I was a kid, really. Uh, so we were really excited about finally being pass holders. And then to find out that several months uh, of our new membership was going to be gone, you know, obviously you have a lot of questions. Uh, so for sure. one of our other dip crew members who couldn't make it on the call today, Lauren actually had a huge birthday party planned for her daughter, my awesome niece, baby Zoe, uh, this April. So there's two, there's kind of really, there's three different boats, right? There's people that have made resort reservations to actually stay on property. There's people that have annual passes that some of this time is going to be missing. And then there's people that were planning trips to the parks, but maybe staying off site. So we're going to kind of answer, uh, the different ways that Disney approached this, Uh, But we don't want to forget about our friends over at Universal. Uh, So we're going to get to that in just a moment. I know Garrett did some research. uh, But here's what we know that Disney is doing as of this recording. So for anybody that is a pass holder that is on the recurring monthly payment plan, those payments are going to be refunded from March, you know, throughout however long the parks wind up being closed. And then the end date is going to be the end date. Now, the caveat and some of the messaging that they're sending out is that coming soon, there should be an option to extend and keep up those monthly payments. If you want, that's totally the route that I want to go because then we'll be able to go to food and wine next year, assuming there is a next year. These are dark times. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and we've talked about food and wine a lot, you know, the past few days, just tr- trying to even just reminisce on something pretty great. And honestly, that was one of the funnest times I've ever had. So I'm super pumped to be, hopefully be able to go back next year. Fingers crossed. Um, so then the other thing that they're doing, and this is, this is really awesome. So if you go to disneyworld.disney.go.com and you had an existing reservation for one of their resorts, not only are they eliminating all cancellation rates and kind of throwing those policies out the window, which I think is totally fair, uh, they're also giving you an incentive to rebook. So if you had a reservation during the park closures that needed to be canceled and you rebook, you actually get a complimentary Disney dining plan for you and the guests in your room. How sick is that? 
That's insane. I've, yeah. I've never been done a Disney dining plan before. So I've never done the Disney dining plan either, but I do know a lot about it. So the reason that I don't like the idea of a Disney dining plan is that I'm a snacker. I want to have a little something throughout the day, not necessarily sit down for a big meal. But if you're a family or a group going that you know you're going to want to have, you know, breakfast, lunch, lunch and dinner breakfast. kind of situation, and you're going to be staying at a resort, what's cool is that you get a resort refillable mug. So you can carry the mug around with you at the parks, at the resort, and you just keep hitting that soda or, you know, whatever you want, and you're good to go. So it's nice to be able to plan and budget, you know, especially if you're going with like a huge group or if you're going, you know, with your family and you know, you want to be able to plan for exactly how much you're going to spend. Uh, this is the way you just buy the plan and there's no unexpected costs as far as food goes, which can get out of control really easily. I'm sure you can feel the credit cards burning just from talking about it. Uh, so yeah, so it's really cool. And then what's nice is, you know, I know we talked about the festivals. They'll show you on the menu options if it's a snack, if it's, um, you know, a quick meal. And that way you can kind of plan ahead of time even the places that you're going to want to go eat. So it's, I think that's a pretty cool perk. Who doesn't want free food? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely super awesome. I know you said you like snacking, but when you're in Disney, that could still be a $50 snack. <laughs> right, point. exactly. So that's the the cost of that is, can vary for sure. You know what is changes yeah, it all during things like the food and wine festival, where like the main event is all the small plates. Like, is, do they add up the limit of snacks? Good question. Uh, they do not. However, some things that Disney considers a snack are a meal to most average humans. Uh, so, to give you a prime example, you know that croissant ham and cheese croissant at france that we all love that melts in your mouth ham sandwich that you could easily split with two people that's a snack why would i be splitting i had two right (laughs) right exactly um so yes the word snack is open to interpretation yeah uh but you also have the opportunity during the festivals to get like that reloadable gift card that you can do instead of the dining plan. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And if your whole group has the dining plan and you each got a snack and you shared, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty cool too. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Excellent question, Megan. Megan, good job. Killing it. So enough about Disney. I know that I'm a Disney maniac, but it's not the only park in Orlando. So uh, Garrett, I know I sent you on a scavenger hunt of trying to find fun facts for us. So tell us what the other parks are doing right now. Well, I mean, essentially they're, it's pretty similar. Um, there are some key differences, single day and multi-day tickets that I'm, that I read on their website. They're going to be, you're going to be able to use them within the year from the year you bought them to a year from then you're able to utilize them after you've already utilized them for one day you have another week to utilize the rest of the tickets if it is a multi-day ticket if it's a single day you know you're good to go after that first day when it comes to florida residents and everything with those tickets those discounted tickets um the black updates are all going to still apply so there's nothing really changing there but at this point universal for indefinitely is what they said on their website they are canceling all concerts and any sort of live shows um so I read a lot on uh, something that a lot of uh, Florida high schoolers go to, which is uh, called Grad Bash. Um, that right now is they have a they don't have a, a date on it right now, but they say it is not canceled yet. Oh, probably within the next coming weeks. It, I mean, seeing how this is going, it probably will be canceled. Just knowing what time of year it it happens, um, and that's definitely something that can only happen, you know, at that specific timing. But they have not canceled that yet. Um, now, this is where it goes into the uh, annual pass holders. So seasonal and annual pass holders are extended the amount of days Universal has been closed. Okay. So if it's closed for 30 days, they have an extra 30 days of of usage. Yeah, so no monthly payments past March 10th, 25th until reopening. So when they reopen, they will start charging you those monthly payments again. So they're not going to charge past March 25th, seeing how long this goes all depends on how many more uh, monthly payments you have, but they are not going to charge past March 25th. Um, it's more of it's it's a little different than Disney because Disney kind of gives you the option of you know either one or they will be giving you that option to extend. Uh, but Universal is going to extend automatically, 
and they will automatically charge you once uh, that next month starts. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's kind of like the same sort of situation. If you're paying monthly, you know, you're not going to be paying monthly while they're closed. So that's exactly. Yeah. They're they're just not giving you the option. Uh, it's not. There's no. There's no option of uh, it cancels that the day you bought them they're they're gonna they're gonna extend it regardless um now other than that i did actually take a look at SeaWorld and bush gardens as well uh just because they are owned by the same entity so they're both the same um all tickets that were purchased prior to this closing are valid through december 2020 international tickets are valid through 2022 the beginning of 2022 um, all in-park experience are extended to reuse through December 2021. Um, you are able to cancel any of your trips within 72 hours, of course, any sort of tickets that you have. Uh, school trips and educational trips are all refunded at this point because they don't really know when they are going to reopen. But once they do reopen, they will start looking into rebooking those trips. I do know that a lot of Florida schools do SeaWorld trips. I, I got to sleep next to beluga whales when I was a kid. Oh, Lauren did that too. I was so jealous. For, super cool. I think I was a beluga whale in a past life. Oh, we can go into that in a separate episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot to unpack. I've heard you say that for years. <laughs> um, but SeaWorld is the same way. Annual passes are automatically extended the amount of closed days or months that they are closed. Um, and something that I did want to say before we, you know, left off. Uh, this stuff, animals at Bush Gardens, SeaWorld, any of those parks are all being cared for by the best vets in the area, the best vets in those companies. Um, care of the animals is a huge priority for those parks. Uh, you know, I, I don't want anybody to worry about that kind of stuff. Those animals are still being cared for just like they normally would be. You know, it's crazy, though, like the animals, especially at SeaWorld, they're sort of like pseudo cast members right they're like performers in their own right so do you think they have like do you think they're still running through some of those shows or they're giving them the time off like what if the whales start getting a gut and they can't you know do their jumps anymore then what happens i i don't know how they're communicating the social distancing to the whales yeah um i'm not completely sure i don't i didn't see much on the website about that i mean that is true though sea world's sea world's cast members that are not human Mm-hmm. are just as important as their cast members. So right. uh, I don't really know how that's going right now. These are the I things the we need to society answer. Has put, the Humane Society has put a ton of animals into foster care. If I can foster a dolphin, I'm, I'm here <laughs> for it. SeaWorld, this is the dip crew. We would love to foster a dolphin. We will take them off your hands. What With but, what water can I do? Excuse me, I have my awesome above-ground pool that I put in my backyard. That we bought, that we bought that for you? That you guys bought me from Target and left on my French front, my French porch? My front porch. What is a French porch? I think that's perfectly well-suited for a dolphin, and if not a dolphin, we'll take <laughs> Like a baby dolphin, we'll for sure. Tank. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Backyard touch tank, episode three, how to make your own backyard touch tank. This will end well. First step, <laughs> steal all of SeaWorld Stingrays. <laughs> not steal. SeaWorld's going to sponsor us. SeaWorld sponsor. And then foster. we'll get our own foster. touch sponsors. Foster I will say, our sponsors. I will say something super cool. Uh, you know, this is a Florida podcast. Um, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays baseball stadium, they have a Stingray touch tank. You get to feed Stingrays in there. <gasps> what? Super, super cool. Uh, I heard cool. Stingrays. I'm like, that was like one of the coolest things ever. You're in a flipping baseball stadium and you get to touch Stingrays. Wow. That's tra- Tropicana? Field? Yeah, Tropicana right? Field. Yeah. yeah, so it's all indoors, so it's all you know, temperature, you know, regulated. Awesome. So super cool. Describe to me in great detail what it feels like to caress a stingray. Well, for those that maybe you, aren't aware of the joys. Super cool. I've, I've actually gotten to do it twice. I swam with them when I was in the Caribbean. Of course. Um, and then once at a few times at the race stadium. Um, but when you feed them, it's almost like a vacuum cleaner with like. <laughs> like shell teeth like mm-hmm. really dull shells as teeth and it just sucks it up but sometimes it'll suck your fingers up and it freaks you out <laughs> um but it's it's really cool um the reason why i've done it more than once i was scared the first time because they were really large and i wasn't a very big person at that point point. and sometimes They're they like come up to the edge and they flap you 
I'm sorry, yeah. one more time. Yeah, they don't seem, they're very soft and slippery and they don't seem like offended by your touch. They're not like trying to get away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they want, they they want, want that, that fish. fish. They're just chilling at that point. They know they're, they're they know that you're coming here to feed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, super cool. Uh, just reminded me of uh, stingrays. So nice. All right. Well, let's see if we can get a stingray on the next episode. Yeah. All right. So obviously, at some point, guys, I know it's hard to believe the world is going to get back to normal, and uh, I think that's a couple things are going to happen. One, everyone at first is going to be a little scared. Because we've been trapped inside the house, away from people. We're kind of getting told that people are the enemy. You can't get too close. And if you know anything about theme parks or if you've been to one recently, you're on top of each other. And especially, like, think about waiting in line in the Florida heat outside with all this sweaty, sticky humanity around you. Guys in tanks that shouldn't be in tanks. You know, I think going back to a theme park is going to look a little bit differently. So I thought we could play a little a little brain game here. So nothing's off the table. What's it going to take to make you more comfortable going back to a theme park when this is all over? Go ahead, Meg. The promise of smaller crowds is going to get me there. People are scared. I'm not. I'm in. I'll say one thing is one of the most impatient people in line. Um, I've found ways to keep her occupied, uh, but I do understand when she says that she doesn't want as big of crowds. Now I, for one, I can find, I can find something fun to do in line. You know, Um, the better the queue, the more fun I'm going to have on the ride. Totally. Uh, But I would just love to have, you know, mobile hand sanitizers. You know, I mean, not even not even mobile, but just enough to where you can sanitize your hands as many places as possible. You know, I mean, that was what one what my job did before we closed. We had hand sanitizers walking into the store. So, I mean, that's something that would help me out for sure. Um, but, you know, it's going to be different and it's going to be kind of freaky to go back out to something with that big of a crowd, you know. Um, we were we were at Disney and Universal not two weeks before they started really talking about this kind of stuff, uh, and I mean it was as crowded as ever. It wasn't like anybody really cared that much at that point, but it's not going to look like that for a while, I don't think. Or you know, I I, I don't know for sure. Maybe the, maybe humanity in or in the U.S. they're just going to be like, oh whatever, we're we're done. We're we're going to our <laughs> that's our <trip> it. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm overestimating humanity at this point. Yeah, I think, you know, people are, they have the pack mentality. I think whatever is allowed to happen is going to happen. I think if the floodgates just open, people are going to rush in there, uh, especially when you think about what an international destination Orlando is. You know, culturally, not everyone follows the same sort of um, procedures when it comes to personal space or hygiene, you know, things like that. So I think that, you know, I think, you know, you said it a little bit earlier, everyone kind of looked to Disney to set the tone of what closing is going to be like. Uh, I'd like to see Disney sort of take the reins for what reopening is going to be like. And here's my wish. I think it would be awesome if these theme parks opened up kind of favoring the pass holder, you know, so maybe opening up a little bit more incrementally, like first couple of weeks or a month, like just pass holder month, you know, or just pass holder week. So cast members can get used to working again. Uh, so people can get a little of an incentive to go back to the park. So you kind of phase in some of that normalcy. But I think, you know, for me, I think the fast pass system has been broken for a long time, even before this, uh, you know, there's no reason why you should have to get a fast pass six months in advance to be able to get on a ride in under three hours. So I hope that with, yeah, I hope that with all this time that they have, that they're figuring out some of that stuff, because I think that'll control density in a lot of ways. Uh, but, but yeah, hygiene for sure. I hope they take a look at some of those, uh, bathrooms, you know, it's the ones in like New Fantasyland are awesome. The ones in uh, Future World in Epcot are, sorry, they're really bad. So I hope during this time of closure, they look at, you know, some things like that. So you don't have to like walk over people uh, to go into your 
late 90s bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So we got uh, this just in, uh, another great idea. Instead breaking of walking news. through, breaking news, everybody. Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news <laughs> from our correspondent at the right. other side of the house. Exactly. Our mystery dip crew. Um, <laughs> instead of walking through metal detectors in the front, you walk through a shower or maybe like a, a sprinkler of hand sanitizer. <laughs> just it, It's sponsored by Purell and it's just gel coming down yeah. on you. Just, but you just but that's a it. good point, right? Because if you think about even just walking through security in the beginning, you have to hand a stranger your bag, which probably has like more intimate items that you're going to be bringing into the park that day. Like what, yeah. what did we see last time? Some lady was bringing in a step stool. Apparently step stools She's aren't allowed. A stool. Yeah. She yeah. got a stool. They, they confiscated it. Right. So um, imagine is, someone is, is touching your stool as you're trying to enter the park. And now you, have, you know, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> touching and that your... guy has touched everyone else's bags. Maybe he's going to have to like sanitize in between search. The lines are going to get long. Right. Like, these are things that Disney's got to figure out now. I'm stressed. I'm sweating just thinking about it. I mean, the first thing you said, a month of annual pass holders. I'm an annual pass holder at Universal at Disney. I'm in for that. Heck yeah. How awesome would that be? Uh, pretty awesome. I'm It'd very awesome. much in for that. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first, first, folks. Pass holder only month. Pass holders that are only in Florida are allowed to come. There you go. Make it even more exclusive. Only Floridians are allowed back because everybody was <laughs> forever crap about Florida during Corona. So we're only allowed back. Cool. So if you guys listening have any other ideas of what you'd like to see the Disney parks do, go ahead and let us know on Twitter at the Dip Crew, and we'll let it, we'll let the let us know on Twitter at the Dip Crew, and we'll let you know what we think. So, guys. It's so our first episode. I, th I thought it might be cool uh, to celebrate if we played a little game. Okay. Are you guys up for it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. So, you know, I figured we're really telling people that we're the experts, right? Did you just burp? Megan did. I may have. It's possible. <laughs> I'm drinking Corona. Wow. Not the virus. One of the, the first <laughs> like, of, of Corona. As she unmuted it, she burped. <laughs> Take it off mute just to burp. All right, so uh, get the train back on the tracks. Uh, so we're here in the chair telling people out there, wherever they are, that we're the experts on all things Florida. So how can we prove it to people without putting you guys on the line with some trivia? Oh, God cue the jump the drum roll so we are gonna do a little universal slash disney world trivia see which one of you actually knows the most about it's orlando Garrett. theme parks i don't know i don't i, Spoiler I do alert, it's Garrett. Spoiler, <laughs> it's Garrett. so uh, well i didn't figure out is how we're we're going to buzz in here so you guys i feel like maybe you should Perfect. That's Megan. Megan's is beep. Uh, Garrett, what, what sound are you going to make? I mean, beep in a lower <laughs> tone. <laughs> what if you say boop? Boop. Perfect. Boop. Beep. Beep. beep and boop. Maybe we'll change your nicknames on Instagram. No. Hey, guys, we have beep and boop here today joining us on... From the dip crew. Just from the dip crew. <laughs> All right. So, beep and boop. Are you guys ready? I am. Maybe. Okay, here we go. Do you guys... Okay, I'll, I know this was a surprise, so do you want to start with Universal or Disney? What do you think? Megan, your choice. Let's start with Disney. Disney? Okay. Wait, what here was we my... go. Boop. It was boop. Right. Boop. All right, beep and boop. First question. Why aren't there any theme park structures in Disney World that are more than 199 feet? Boop. Garrett? The lights. Tell us about the lights, Garrett. Well, um, the lights need to be higher than at all the structures at Disney World. So you can see everything. Are you cheating? Okay. No. She is absolutely cheating. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he could see that the answer was the lights, but he had no explanation for the answer. So you did. Did I send you the one with the answers? That's yeah. hilarious. You better. That, I thought they were. I thought 
thought they were supposed That's to be. hilarious. Nope. Okay. So you don't get it. All right. So here, let me, let's do this again. Let's start well, over. Gonna, Did you memorize all I the would, answers already? No, I was actually okay. going to answer that one. And then I was going to make sure Megan answered the na- next one. Okay. I'm so just stop. One, so just least. stop looking at the answers. Yeah, I'm closing okay. it. He's a, he's okay. a jackass. Let's try this again. All right, here we go. Why aren't there any theme park structures in Disney World that are more than 199 feet? I have no idea. Um, because Cinderella's castle needs to be the highest thing? That's a good guess. That's a really good guess. Really? Uh, really? But that's completely incorrect. Uh, so let me give you a little hint. Have you ever heard of a little thing called airplanes? Yeah. Yeah. So state regulations say that any structure that is 200 feet or more needs a little light on the top of it. So as airplanes are cruising uh, around, they see it. So any structure that you see somewhere. Yeah. It's I knew it was in your mind somewhere. Uh, it's going to be less than 199 feet. Not only so there doesn't have to be a light on the top of it, but Disney uses a lot of force perspective to make things appear larger than they are. If you put a big old honking light on the top of it, it's going to break the illusion. So nice guess. You were close. All right. So we're at zero to zero here. All right. Next question. What does Epcot actually stand for? Beep. Boop. Boop. Sorry. Boop. Beep. Boop. Are you answering for both of you or? (laughs) Boop. Okay. So what does that uh, actually stand for? Since I watched the Imagineering story recently, experimental prototype community of tomorrow. That's true. So since you watched the Imagineering story recently, what was the experimental prototype community of tomorrow supposed to be? Kind of like a like a future world almost. Kind of like what the next what the next wave of humans were gonna be uh, experiencing. Uh, Honestly, that was one of the best documentaries I watched like in a really long time. Um, but it was it was something that's completely different than what it is now. Um, not that it's a bad thing the way it is now, but uh, there wasn't supposed to be countries and all that kind of stuff. It was just like you know, kind of what Tomorrowland is in in Magic Kingdom, but more grounded. Yeah, it was supposed to ultimately be, um, while there was going to be a lot of different showcases and things, a place where people lived. A planned community that was sort of encapsulated and you never really had to leave. So, as I think we all know, uh, Walt passed away before he got the opportunity to make Epcot as he intended it, and his brother Roy kind of took the reins, made us a second park, my favorite park, uh, and it sort of incorporates that idea of what's coming next and innovation and future and also that respect for where we've come from as a civilization. And I love the way it melts together. So awesome job, Garrett. Way to go watching an Imagineering story. So question number three, which Disney park is the largest? <gasps> Beep. Megan? It is Animal it Kingdom. It is Animal and Kingdom. And I don't really know why, but if I had to guess, it's because Disney makes it an important thing to provide all the space to the animals. Like, if you've been on Kilimanjaro Safari, it's quite the adventure, and they've got a lot of roaming space. Sometimes you don't even see them because they're out doing yeah, whatever they um, want. I, I don't have this in the notes, but if memory serves, I believe that the entire Magic Kingdom could fit in the land that is taken up on Kilimanjaro Safari itself. Uh, so Animal Kingdom is massive uh, because uh, Disney partnered with a lot of veterinarians, a lot of animal experts, also Jean Goodall, to make sure that they were offering their animals all the space that they needed. Shout all the space that they needed. <laughs> uh, also, Disney grows their food for the animals right there on property. And for the people because they will serve the animals what they serve the people. Um Gosh, Megan, that was a pretty good answer because she didn't even watch the Imagine Story. And that That's was impressive. all that that was all That's talked what we about have for your folks. That's uh, what we have for folks. Super awesome. Uh, super awesome park. Kilimanjaro Safaris. I've only been on it one time. I went on it in October, I think, with Megan, and it brought tears Aww. to her eyes. I mean, it was it was amazing. It was actually raining out and it was insanely like just active. You know, we got to see everything in there, you know? I I know another fun fact about Kilimanjaro safaris. Yeah. So, you know the part where they show you the lion pride? 
right? Mm-hmm. So when they brought in those lions initially, you know, this isn't like the Jungle Cruise, right? The animals are really going to do whatever they want. And they do a lot of different things for different animals to kind of encourage them to come closer to the jeeps as they pass through but they couldn't get the lions to come out because it was too hot so what they did was they actually built air conditioners under the rocks that blow cool air out so they want to come and lay right out in front of the car so i thought that was pretty cool i know i wouldn't come out that's it yeah there you go good job all right last and final disney question what does Disney call the team of designers and experts that create their attractions? Boop. What is it, Garrett? One more time. For the people in the back. Imagineers. Imagineers. <laughs> Shout out the Imagineering story. I learned so much about them in that. that Someone has a Disney Plus subscription. I do. And I've tried to get her to watch it multiple times. But... In that documentary, you know, it was all about Imagineers, about what they came from and, you know, how they came to be. And it's a cross between, you know, the engineers and the creative people of the world. You know, uh, most engineers aren't able to do what Imagineers are able to do. You have to have that creative mind and that silly creative mind. And it's pretty darn cool what they're able to do with, with that mind. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, seeing, seeing what they did for... Um, the thing they did in the last episode for Animal Kingdom, which was Pandora, uh, seeing how they were able to make those mountains look like they're floating, you know, utilizing this really cool type of architecture and engineering to where these mountains look like they are floating on the in the air, these giant structures. Uh, just seeing how that's able to, you know, come into fruition. Not a lot of people are going to be able to do that other than those people that work at Disney World. Shout out to Imagineers. We love you guys. Woo! Woo! All right. So moving on to the last phase of our trivia theme park challenge. We're going to Universal, guys. So guests are recruited for a high-tech good versus evil battle in which they must save planet Earth. We're talking about Transformers. They join iconic film characters Optimus Prime and the Autobots as they fight Megatron and their evil counterparts... The what? Beep. Megan? Decepticon. Yes! Uh, yeah, wh- I think it was who are the Decepticons, but we'll accept your answer. Have you guys been on that ride? Uh, I've been on it one time. Um, I, it, it's cool, but the amount of times that I've yep. been on the Spider-Man ride, I've realized yep. it is a carbon copy of the Spider-Man ride. And I was a little disappointed. Not saying it's not a really, really awesome ride. Not something that, that something that Universal definitely needed was a cool updated ride. Uh, I mean, just the big hangar that it's that it's even in is really cool to even look at. But yeah, it's, it's kind it's of a, a carbon copy. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a cop still out. Cool ride. <laughs> and, but it and, is and, still and, cool. And ride. we love Spy- the Spider-Man ride so much, but like I think we just are invested more in the right. characters in that ride anyway. So right. that's helped. So cool. Well, good job, guys. All right, moving on. I know you guys were just here. Mardi Gras at Universal Studios runs February to April with an elaborate parade, hundreds of costume characters, and tons of souvenir beads. We also saw a lot of the pictures you guys took of that Cajun cuisine and live performances by top-name talent, but this event celebrates what U.S. city? Boop. Yeah? New Orleans. Yes, New Orleans. Tell us fun about fact. it. Yeah. Well, fun fact. First off, uh, Mardi Gras actually started not New Orleans. It actually started in Mobile, Alabama. If you, if I did not, not know that. Didn't you go yes, to school there? No, I went to school in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, about oh. four hours north. But uh, my mother's from Mobile, uh, and I had a lot of family and friends from Mobile. And yeah, the Mardi Gras actually did start. The first Mardi Gras parade was in Mobile, Alabama, downtown Mobile, Alabama. That's crazy. I feel like the rug just got taken out from under me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that till three years ago. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, I'm upset. But... I will. I mean, I will say, you know, Mardi Gras. I've been to New Orleans right before Mardi Gras twice, actually, and just seeing New Orleans getting ready for that festival is unbelievable. You know, uh, it's 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 literally a festival that is being celebrated by a smaller festival in a different state. 
That's yep. how crazy it is. That's how That's important. awesome. Maybe we should go next year and do some research, you know, to see, compare and contrast well, the difference my, between my, the my, two my events. My stepbrother lives in New Orleans, so we can go. Oh, snap. All right. Ro- dip Our first dip road trip out of the state. All right. We'll put that, put a pin in that. All right. We've got two more questions, guys. So next one is about one of my favorite events in Orlando, Halloween Horror Nights. Ooh, at the nation's yeah. best and most intense Halloween party, guests confront extreme Halloween entertainment that cannot be experienced anywhere else. What show with its cult fan base was recently retired in 2017? Beep. Yep. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, the correct answer was Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, but we will accept that answer. So good job, Megan. I've been to that too, and I didn't. Oh, I've been as well. You didn't boop fast fan. enough. I'm pretty sad. Yes. Yeah. So for those people that haven't seen it, tell me why you think people thought it was so special. It was always up to date with current pop culture. It changed every year. Everything was really funny and relevant and fresh, but with a general theme that never changed. I, I loved it, and I was sad to see it go. I was only a sophomore in high school when I went, so I don't remember it very much. Oh gosh, it was awesome. I've probably seen it maybe five times every year. Like you said, it's updated with whatever like funny pop culture references there are. And what I loved about it is everything at Halloween Horror Nights is scary. It's like over the top gore or like mythical stuff. Like you're going through scare zones and you're just on edge the whole time. But yep. this was an opportunity for a couple you know times throughout the night to be able to laugh really hard before you get back to the horror. So I'm sad to see it go. I hope that they come up with something to fill the void because I get that I bet most kids nowadays don't even know who Bill and Ted are. So it would be nice to still see a funny show, uh, but maybe not Bill and Ted. So yeah, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, it, it, like 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 you said, most things are terrifying there. Something that definitely helped me, because I'm terrified of Howie Horror Nights. I had fun, but I was terrified, was the Ghostbusters house this past year. We had so much fun in that house. It was so much fun, and it wasn't that scary, so I didn't have a heart attack in that house. One of, (laughs) I ain't afraid of no ghost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was that. That was a nice little, little calming, (laughs) calming thing. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I was just mortified the rest of the time. Drinking also helps with the fear. Lots of alcohol <laughs> to consume. Yes, I, yes. I, yes I, did, I did drink a lot. That's definitely the contrast between uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and Halloween Horror Nights is the quantity of alcohol that you can consume. Is it, not that, is it really not that scary? It is not that scary. We should go. Do you, know, you want to know what they do at Not So Scary that they don't do at Halloween Horror Nights? All the cast members hand out candy. So you go with a little, like, bag and you walk out with more candy than you could ever eat in your entire life and that's all included in your ticket well the cast members at universal hand out candy too for money and it's jello shots but you know. <laughs> it's not the same totally no, not the same not at all. we should just do both that way we don't have to decide all right guys are you ready for the last question yeah <laughs> yeah lay it on us all right what? are we tied is there any kind of score being kept i, I, I should have kept score but I didn't. So this I'm will just sure be the lightning round. <laughs> lightning round. Lightning the round. Okay. What magic creature will you encounter at the end of Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure? Boop. Garrett? Unicorn. That's right. You do see a unicorn. Nice. Oh, you you took so it. many magical creatures. And a baby. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So I... I haven't been on this particular ride yet, but I did see uh, like a ride through, and that unicorn animatronic looks pretty lame. Have you seen the animatronic of the Hippogriff on Flight of the Hippogriff? Yes, I yeah, was I've about been to on that. Call that out. It's pretty intense. That's, yeah, it's an amazing animatronic, and it's a short ride, but it's worth it. Steph, you you need to get on that ride. It is unbelievable. We that we did not regret waiting. How long were we? For Hagrid, yeah. about two and a half hours. Yeah, did not run. Sixty it. minutes is usually my max. Well, that's with that's with your uh, counterpart. 
It right. really is an adventure. <laughs> and Magical Creatures is my favorite part of the Harry Potter universe. So wow. right up my alley. Is it better than Gringotts or Escape from Gringotts? Oh, my God. I definitely would say so. I mean, it's a little unfair because Garrett got to be the motorcycle driver. So mm. like, he could speak to it better than I could. But it was, it was a favorite we'll, for sure. We'll post a, uh, a picture of the ride. We actually bought the uh, picture from the ride. So we'll post that tonight. All right. Cool. I love that. All right. So now we got to see Megan and Garrett go through some pretty intense trivia. So way to go, guys. Uh, You did a great job. But ultimately, Garrett, you took this one. So fantastic job. Give it up for Garrett. I'd like to thank the Academy. (laughs) I'd like to thank my Disney Plus subscription. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, everything that I asked turned out to be on the Imagineering story. So my bad. my Universal Plus subscription, Megan, because I got both those right, too. Yeah, you earned it, Garrett. Don't let her take that from you. I got one of them wrong. All right, so now it's time for our friends at home to join in on the fun as we challenge you to this week's Day in Paradise trivia question. So just so you know, you're entering to win our Just a Day in Paradise sticker pack, which represents some of our favorite places in Florida. So here we go. If you've been on Main Street before, you guys just went to the Magic Kingdom recently, right? Yeah, in October. Yeah. yeah. Pretty recently. Yeah. yeah. So Main Street is sort of a imagined old time America city, kind of loosely based off Walt's home of Marceline, Missouri. And you'll notice throwbacks to old times, simpler times, if you will. And there's a lot of American flags everywhere. But did you know that every American flag on Main Street doesn't have all the stars and stripes. Isn't that interesting? Huh. So if you at home can tell me why that is, tweet us at the dip crew and we will select one winner at random and shout you out on our Instagram story. So good luck. This is a tough one. It is actually, I actually know the answer to this one and I knew it from the Imagineering story too as well. Really? Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's awesome. All right. Well, yeah. Um, Everyone's in quarantine now watching Disney Plus, so this will be a little leg up. Yeah, watch the imaginary story. Give you a little hint. There you go. All right, everybody. There you have it. Our very first episode of Just... Sorry. What we renamed it. What is it called now? <laughs> Just a podcast. Just a podcast. Just a podcast of paradise. Oh, that's funny. Okay, everybody. There you have it. Our very first episode of Just a Podcast in Paradise in the can nice job we did it we came a long way several months in the making we thank you so much for tuning in and we would love it if you would subscribe and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed our